0: Hello everyone, this is Fahim Jackson and this is episode 75 of my podcast show, In the Now. This podcast is aimed at trying to guide people through the world with a variety of topics. I am using also this platform to ask questions and try my best to answer these questions with my viewpoints of the world around me. The following is an episode intro speech into the topic of today. The introduction speech is regarding which religion could be right in their beliefs Part 3, where we focus on Islam. In my first two parts of this religious series, I've talked about Judaism and Christianity. Now I am covering Islam, which is a religion I really don't know that much about. But I would tell you this, I didn't know much about Judaism before podcasting about it earlier in the month of March. So in this episode, as I talk about Islam, hopefully I will teach you something you didn't know. And in the process, hopefully I will also learn something myself so I can better understand Islam. This is the younger of the three major religions, but the impact is on, on a massive scale. So in an effort to better aid you in the understanding of Islam, here's a historical overview. So you can choose. If you have not been convinced to follow Christianity or Judaism, let me give you another option. So I will not tell you which is right or wrong, but I will tell you figure out, I will let you figure out by listening to my podcast on the topic. Is Islam right about what they believe now? Saudi Arabia in pre-Islam Before Islam took off, there was a nomadic pastoralist tribe called the Badun, people around 700 CE. Communities settled around the Arabian Peninsula, yet not much is known of these groups outside of oral traditions, limited archaeological findings, and written accounts from outside the region. Outside of this, you have a few other prominent groups, the Demude, which existed 3000 BCE to 300 BC, and the the Damun, 4th millennium to 600 CE. Also during the pre-Islam times were there three polytheist beliefs, ancient Arabian Christians, Judaism, and Zoroastrianism. As the advent to Islam, Neo-storian Christians dominated the area. Mecca was an important center for trade in Kaaba, which served as a shrine for polytheism. Medina was a place with rich agriculture because of its proximity to Hajaz, a fertile region. It was also an oasis city, which was known as Yathrib, which was dominated by Jews When you observe something a little more centered, like women, women had almost no legal status under tribal law, meaning she couldn't inherit property. Even themselves could have been seized, but that was rendered irrelevant coming from wealthy families. Islam. The founder of Islam. As you all already know, I'm referring to the Prophet Muhammad when I speak of the founder. He was a religious, social, and political leader. Seen as a prophet, he was sent to preach and confirm the monotheist teachings of Abraham, Adam, Moses, and Jesus. Born in the year 570 CE, his clan, Hashim, belonged to a tribe named the Quraysh. supplied pilgrims with water traveling. Muhammad was raised by his grandfather after losing both his parents at a very young age. Losing his father, Abdullah, while his mother, Amina, was pregnant with him and his father at age six years old. His grandfather soon passed and his uncle, Abu Talib, finished raising him. At the age of 25 years old, a wealthy widow, Khadijah, was so impressed with his work and honesty that she asked him for his hand in marriage. Even though she was older than him, she would aid in his mission. Through his 30s, he started worshipping in a cave. Name Hira in the Mountain of Light of Mecca. The Beginnings The Prophet began preaching oneness to family and friends, then to the general public. At the time, Arabia was a polytheist environment, so he was met with criticism from Meccans for their economy. Even though Meccans tried stopping him, he continued with his new belief. By 1619 CE, His wife Khadijah and his uncle were both deceased. Muhammad in 621 CE came to Medina. The city admired his teachings as he became the leader of this city. Muhammad encouraged more people to migrate from Mecca to Medina. His new Muslim base wanted to strike against those that persecuted them with raids on Meccan trade caravans. With the Meccan economy hurt, Meccans wanted to attack back. What next came was a war known as Battle of Badr, the Battle of the Badar. Multiple battles against tribes came over time, and eventually Mecca was taken over by Muslims. After Muhammad's death, his revelations were compiled in a book formed by his father-in-law. Later on, these writings will be put and sequenced to form the Quran. Muslims memorized his writings and recited them. The Quran can only be understood in its original language when read or heard. Guidance for Muslims who follow the Quran trace their source to the Prophet's life, Sunni, his ways, and his sayings, the Hadith. The Quran gives its readers the word of God, while the Sunni and the Hadith give guidance. Hijra As the Prophet Muhammad made his way from Mecca to Medina, the travel took on a name. The name of this travel was known as the Hijrah. This marks the beginning of the Islamic calendar. All of this was in the year 622, and Muhammad preached until his death in 632. Abu Bakr. This leader was one of a series of caliphs, which were leaders of the faith, and Abu Bakr was the first caliphate as well as the Prophet, Muhammad's father-in-law, and a really close friend. After his death, another father-in-law to Muhammad became the next leader, Caliph Umar. Caliphate System Umar, the second caliphate, was assassinated six years after he took post and was succeeded by Uthman, Muhammad's son-in-law. Arabs conquered vast regions of the Middle East. Syria, Palestine, Iran, and Iraq. Islam, over time, spread throughout Asia, Europe, and Africa. The Caliphate became the Ottoman Empire over centuries of rule from 1517 to 1917 as the Ottoman Empire was ended. Sunni and Shiite After the death of the Prophet Muhammad, two sects of Islam emerged. Because there were debates over who would be the leader of the people. The difference between the two is that the first four caliphs are the true caliphs, which is the belief of the Sunni. Yet the Shi'i believe that Ali and the descendants of him are the real successors of Muhammad. Even though the Sunni are 90% of the world, the Shi'i have a considerable presence in Iraq, Iran, and Syria. Let's look at some other tribes. The Wahhabi, this group is a Sunni sect which comprises members of the Tamib tribe in Saudi Arabia. They tend to be sh- quite strict, adopting the waves of Muhammad bin Abd Wahhab. The White, they are a group that is prevalent in Syria, but they observe some Christian Zoroastrian holidays. The Nation of Islam, this is mostly African American Sunni group. That started in the city of Detroit in the 1930s by Wallace Fard Muhammad. And there's the Qarijites. They broke off from the Shiite over leadership disagreements. They're more of a radical fundamentalist group named Abadis. The Quran. This book is the holiest book to all the Muslim community. This book is to be believed as the word of Allah. Script that was written down during the life of Muhammad by Muhammad is the writings of the Quran. The book is 114 chapters called Surahs. The book was originally written under the watchful eyes of Abu Bakr. The calendar. The calendar is broken down into 12 months. The first month is Maharam, which is the month where war is forbidden. The second month is Safar which talks about empty, vacate, and void, when people's homes and pre-Islamic Arabian homes were empty since they were out gathering food. Rabi al awal is the month where Muslims celebrate the birth of the Prophet Muhammad. Rabi al-Thani is a month that actually migrates throughout the season. Jamara al awal is the fifth month of the year, meaning arid, dry, rainless. This signifies the dry parched land, but as points to water freezing this time of year. Jamara al Thani comes next, which denotes the same meaning as the month prior. Rajab is seven. Be all or in fear. This month is sacred and prohibits battling. Shaban is the month known as separation and the 15th night is the night of records. The ninth month of the year is Ramadan, where the Quran was revealed to the Prophet Muhammad. Here is where Muhammad told his followers that the gates of heaven are open and gates of hell are closed. The shawal means to lift or carry, moving from one place to another. Du al is the second to the last month, which is based on the owner of the sitting and seating place. The last month is Dhu al-Hajjah, meaning the possessor of the pilgrimage. During this time, people from all around the world meet in Mecca at the Kaaba. The Symbols Islam does not have a single symbol that is representative of the entire belief. The crescent and the star have been used in predominantly Muslim countries and predates Islam as a symbol of the Ottoman Empire. Also, the color green is in so much of the Islamic culture because it's believed to be the favorite color of Muhammad. The Five Pillars For all the people who choose Islam, they must choose to follow the path that aligns with the pillars. Shahada is the first pillar, which means testimony. This becomes the acknowledgement of oneness of Allah. Salah is the next pillar, where an offering exists five times per day. Men have to take part in prayer outside of the home in a special worshiping place while women worship at home. The third pillar is zakat, which is giving of alms to underprivileged Muslims. The fourth pillar of the faith is psalm. Psalm is fasting during the holiday of Ramadan, where one must abstain from drinking, eating, and any other worldly pleasure and pay attention to God. The last pillar is hajj, which focuses on the pilgrimage to Kaaba in Mecca. One shall make the journey at least once in a lifetime. Sharia law. This is the legal system that exists under Islam. It's a code of conduct that exists for every aspect of life. Men and women are expected to dress in the most modest of ways as well as marital guidelines. Punishments for laws being broken tend to be quite strict and severe at times, such as Losing a hand in case of theft or even death for adultery in some places. Prayer. The credit goes to Prophet Muhammad for building the first mosque on his home grounds in Mecca. The mosque you see today follows the same principles from this back in 622 AD. Prayer often exists in courtyards or wide open spaces still to this day. The mirab is a decorative feature. On a mosque, that is the indication of the mosque direction in Mecca. You should pray in the direction of Mecca. Men and women are to pray separately. Holidays: there are two major holidays in Muslim culture, Eid al Adha, which is willingness of Muslim, Muhammad to give his son to Allah, and the other is Eid al Fitr, which focuses on the end of Ramadan the month of fasting. World Relationships Jewish The relationship between the two have been close yet tense over a long period of time. This relationship goes back to pre-Islam when Prophet Muhammad caused controversy with his new views in Medina as well as other events that have exacerbated the tension over the years. Now from the perspective of the Jewish side there are two issues. The first issue is that Jews feel there is a rejection of their control over lands. The next issue is the theological insistence from Islam that they have replaced Judaism's God with their own. The United States. With the United States, we have not had much of a bad relationship over the years up until September 11th. And from that point forward, we've been engaging with the Middle East since President Bush left the office as President of the United States. The war in Iraq recently ended over the past few years after it lasted for nearly 20 years. Where will this relationship take us? As time progresses forward, only time will tell. Since September 11, there has not been any major events against the United States from outside. Europe. There are about 28 million Muslims throughout the European Union. Many of them have come from other countries seeking employment. Over time, they have been seen as a threat to the social fabric of the continent. Anti-Muslim sentiments increased, even more due to terrorist attacks by small groups. European countries have worked to aid in matriculating Muslims into the current society, yet how do you promote a secular belief to a non-secular group of people? But most of the Muslims that move to the continent are there to live permanently and want to coexist in peace. What if it all vanishes? A religion as big as this one that would take place if the belief system were to collapse. Well, for starters, you're talking about a billion people without a faith base. Most people who belong to Islam, Islamic faith, pray throughout the day. It keeps them strong mentally and their strength carries them throughout the day. Now, does this mean that a billion people cease to exist? Because they don't have the strength to move forward if it weren't if it went away? Well no, because as with anything, enough time goes by where a generation knows nothing but this way of life. The relics would remain a symbol of the religion, yet there is still something so great about the idea of a group of people who are centered mentally, using their beliefs to eat a healthy diet, and have consistent hygiene practices as well. End statement. Why we have to understand the existence of God from the Islamic standpoint. As a young man growing up in a Christian church, I had a very limited understanding of Islam. Even though my name is Muslim itself, there was little I knew about the religion. And through making this episode, I learned more about Islam. You know, when I did my other episodes, I asked in the title, Which Religion is Right?, in their beliefs. And the reason I said this is the same here. It is that in order for us to figure out what religion to follow, we have to ask which is right. From there we say which is right for me. Islam is no different than any other religion, and it was quite intriguing learning so much about the three major religions. Thank you for listening to In The Know, and I will be bringing you another episode regarding religion. The topic will be about asking the question, what if religion is not fundamentalist as we think it is.